Good afternoon, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me today is Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing? Good, good. It's been a week. Getting through through the holidays here? Yeah. Got a, had a game last night, have a game on New Year's Eve with a apparently a huge puck drop, so I don't know. Sweet. Phantoms do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> should be good. Should be a good time. Um, well, we are not going to waste any more time here. We have a very special guest that we want to bring on, uh, Iowa Wild goaltender Zane McIntyre. Zane, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you on. We've been uh, trying to set this one up for uh, for a few weeks now to try and get things together. So uh, I know with the holidays and with the, uh, the, the practice schedules and everything, it's been a, a little tough here. So really appreciate you uh, taking time to come on today. Yeah, no, it's a busy time of year for everybody. And yeah, especially if you have a family and stuff to the Christmas shop and all that's good stuff. So yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I was in the middle of a, a seven game homestand right now. Did you get to go back home at all for the holidays? Um, fortunately, uh, we were going to travel and go to my sister's place, but uh, their family ended up getting COVID. Um, oh, no. Yeah, we uh, did the executive decision and then just stayed put here in, in Des Moines. Yeah, tough call, but probably the right one. And of course, you don't want to be bringing that back to the locker room either and, and messing things up. So, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of that uh, that seven-game homestand, uh, a win last night for you, for Iowa, a uh, 5-3 win over Colorado. Uh, take us through that game and, uh, and what Iowa did to get the win. Yeah, it was kind of back and forth. Uh, I mean, coming back from the break, I think there was four goals scored in the first period. So I wouldn't say it was rust, but maybe uh, not as perfectly planned defensively is uh, on both ends, like for both teams. So. Yeah, battled back, had a good power play goal, and then a shorthanded goal, too. So special teams was a big key last night and uh, ended up pulling out a big win at home, too, which um, statistically this year we haven't been too too great at home. So that one felt good. Yeah, I was um, I was watching the game shortly before we came on here, and I, I was uh, noticing a lot of the goals were coming from the defensive end. Yeah, Nardi have been playing well. Um just getting pucks through and delivering pucks to the net. And then even last night, too, uh, a couple of really good screens in, in front by our forwards. So, yeah, it was nice to see uh, yeah, the D uh, getting some goals from the back end. Yeah, Central Division is really, uh, as it is almost every year, it seems like pretty tough right up at the top. But uh, Iowa in the mix and, and hanging around. What uh, what are you looking forward to here as we get out of the second half of the season? Yeah, it's uh man, past year and some change that I've been here, it's it's always been tight. Uh any any given night, like each team can can get the upper hand, but it always seems at the end of the year like there's five teams that are vying for those spots and and two or three teams vying for that that last playoff spot. So it's been a lot of fun and obviously yeah, come down to it we're we're going to get through uh, crunch time and uh these games are are really important here um leading up to the playoff push and going into the playoffs so uh yeah the second half is going to be fun and um will be uh be a good challenge for for us uh, being a, a veteran goaltender who's kind of been uh, around the nhl and ahl a little bit um you know even earlier this year you were, were called up to minnesota and and getting ready to go and kind of some of some of the back and forth in there as well uh how do you 
do well let me start off by asking do you really prepare differently for an ahl game versus an nhl game or trying to keep that routine mostly the same so that you're ready to go yeah i mean we're all kind of creatures of habit and stuff right uh in our profession so yeah we try to keep it as consistent and uh yeah, routine like as we can that way we feel comfortable going out there so uh yeah i try to try to do that but there's obviously a lot of moving parts when you do get called up um the travel on um, the packing like yeah you just kind of ride that wave in a sense but then once you get to the rink like you got familiar enough uh territory with uh with the rink and being there at camp and and whatnot so you get comfortable or as comfortable as you can and go on the ice and you've been doing it for how many years of your life and how many days of your life. So just another, another twirl out there, I guess. So when you do get that call up to the NHL, you know, because you have been in the game so long, what's the thought that runs through your mind and like what, what next step do you have to take afterwards? Yeah, there's uh I mean, <laughs> Yeah, things are going well. You're, there's not too many thoughts going on, but then when things are maybe a little, little dicey or a little rough, like you, you kind of, you have, you have a lot of thoughts going on. So over the years, kind of learned to just keep it simple and maybe focus on one or two things when I get out there. Um, where maybe years past, maybe when I was uh, younger in my career, uh, I start to think about things way down the road or things in the past that happens. Whereas, yeah, you're not, not in the present moment, I guess. So uh, try to keep it simple in that respect. Do you think it's harder, especially let's say you're coming into the game in the middle of the game. Um, you were starting the game as a backup and now being put in, is it harder physically or mentally to get ready to go in that type of situation? Uh, I mean, I guess now that I'm getting up there in age, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> both. Yeah. Um, not as limber or gumby as I was back in the day. Um, but I think it is a combination. I think uh, past couple of years I've been working with a, like a mental coach, which I think has helped in those situations where uh, we do some stuff leading up to maybe when I'd get thrown in there um, and come in relief. So that's helped. But I think, yeah, if you look at the numbers, it's probably statistically probably harder mentally to come in halfway. Um, make saves and, and try and give your team a chance to win. But at the same respect too, it's maybe the game's out of hand or maybe we just need to turn the tide a little bit. So there's, I guess you, you play a little bit more free too. So it kind of, it's just how you're, it's the perception, perception of everything. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of how you filter it and how you perceive the situation. Definitely. we got a couple of ads that uh, we've got to read through here to, uh, just kind of keep paying the bills around here. Sam, do you want yep. to take our first one there? Um, so, yeah, we Canadips is one of our bigger sponsors now. And um, if you use uh, code OCSN, you get 20% off any of your tins. I've been using, uh, oh, boy, tropical mango flavor. And it's definitely been helping, especially with this crazy, insane PA weather <laughs> that we've been having. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been... Uh all the way through as well with the, the temperature drops, the, the ice, the rain. Um, Zane, did you have that as you were kind of staying in Des Moines and the, the big cold blast last week? How much snow did you guys end up getting to? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much snow we got, but it was uh, it was pretty crazy with the winds. Uh, 
yeah, I was hauling here and it was uh, negative temperatures for, I think, three or four days straight. So it wasn't great. But then now you look outside and it's sunny and like <laughs> almost 40, 50 degrees out. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, we got down to negative 25. And I was just like, I'm not built for this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're kind of used to those colder winters as well when you were uh, up at North Dakota and playing high school in, uh, in Thief River Falls as well. Um, and I, I would be, uh, you know, I, I've told Sam, uh, I don't know that my mom would uh, let me back into the house being a North Dakota fan that she is if I didn't ask you about uh, your time at uh, North Dakota as well. You were uh, made to the national semifinals in the 2014-15 uh, season, um, played with and against uh, a bunch of NHL and AHL talent players there. What are some of your uh, fondest memories from your time at North Dakota? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's... I could talk for days about my time at North Dakota. It was a pretty special place and uh, yeah, just unreal experience and a great time in my life. I was kind of fortunate. I was super fortunate actually, like being from the area, I grew up about an hour away from, from campus and um, watched many hockey games before that, uh, before ever playing one there um, at the old Ralph Ingolstadt arena. Like my grandma was a, a professor at the college there, so I had some had some ties there, and she was a season ticket holder. So yeah, I just uh, kind of grew up with uh, like uh, the Sioux Green and uh, Green in my blood, I guess, and um, just really had a good good career there because yeah, I was playing for something and I was playing for a part of my uh, part of my family, I guess, right? So uh, yeah, had a lot of fun times. We. We always had really good teams when I was there and uh, it would have been my senior year where they, uh, they finally capped it off for us. Um, we always challenged for a national championship, never got the, uh, the deal done, but uh, the year I left, those guys took it all the way and I was super happy about that. A um, little bittersweet, obviously not being on the team, but also super happy as a fan, um, just being a lifelong fan that they, they finally sealed the deal to us. So yeah, a lot of good memories, a lot of cold, cold nights up there, but a lot of uh, great hockey people and a lot of great fans up there. Yeah, the NCHC is always a, a tough hockey conference to play in. How did playing in the NCHC get you ready for uh, for a career post collegiate play? Yeah, I mean, you look how many guys that come out of the NCHC and, and played pro, and not only played pro, but have big roles on uh, on NHL teams, on American League teams. Like there's a good a good amount of a number of names you could you can list off. So it was awesome. I mean, <laughs> you go to battle uh, throughout the regular season, kind of beating the crap out of each other, and uh, forged us for for good playoffs and obviously uh, a good run at national championships. And that's I mean, yeah, you play the guys best teams throughout the um, throughout the season. Like it's gonna prepare you for for when it really counts. So yeah, a lot of great times, a lot of great battles and uh, yeah, maybe one of the better, maybe the best uh, conference in, in college hockey. I have to ask when you uh, and Matt Grizzlick were teammates with Providence and with Boston, did you ever talk about that? Uh, the 2014, 15 semifinal? Um, there are a couple of jabs thrown back and forth. Um, there, <laughs> Always. Yeah, no, it was, it was all in, in good spirit and stuff, but yeah, I, Grizzly's got a great story too, because he's yeah basically the mayor of Boston and stuff, right? Playing, growing up there, and then playing at BU, and now with uh, with the bees. So yeah, we had a we had a couple good times, a couple good laughs there, and 
yeah, unfortunately they got uh, got the better of us that uh, that game. Uh, uh, Sam, you're still muted. Of course I am. <laughs> I'm infamous for that. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's it like when you go to a team and you're like, you, you look at some of the roster names and it's like, all right, I've played with this guy before. Like, what goes through your mind? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, now that I've played a decent amount of pro hockey, I can go through the list, uh, look at the lineups, and yeah, you just remember, oh, this guy shoots that way. He's got to he uses this curve. Um, he's remember a couple situations where he came down on like a breakaway or their power play situation, just kind of stuff that uh, flashes back, I guess, and kind of recall those situations. And uh, yeah, you you remember maybe a time where. Yeah, he, he lit you up or a big time where you, you you got the better of him too. So there's always some some emotions that go into it. Well, can you take us through the moment as well where you, you got the call from the Wild organization that uh, they wanted to bring you in and uh, and sign you to a deal to uh, play in Minnesota? Yeah, uh, so you, you're referring to like signing a deal with Minnesota last year or are you referring to like getting called up? Sorry? Both. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, last year, it would have been about this time, uh, we got a call from Minnesota. I was in Tucson, an American League PTO. Um, and then from there, yeah, they, they expressed some interest. And uh, it's a little tricky kind of back and forth uh, negotiations with, uh, with the two sides because they wanted something in return for uh, me to get released on a PTO. And a uh, little tricky as far as that worked out, but... Um, Minnesota obliged and sent uh, sent somebody to Tucson and released me and the rest is history. So that was uh, pretty cool how it shook out. And then I ended up meeting the team in Grand Rapids and kind of went from there. Um, and then the first call up would have been this year. That was, uh, yeah, just a day driving to our practice rank, had practice there. Um, it was a good practice. We kind of exhausted after that one, but after practice, uh, coach came in and just said, Hey, uh, something's going on with, uh, flurry and, uh, we just got to, we're, we're going to bring you up. So be ready to play. You never know what could happen and just go out there and, and show them, show them what you got. So super exciting. <laughs> got on the phone, called my wife, uh, right away and, uh, got the ball, got the ball rolling. Yeah, as, as a Wild fan, I don't want anything to be happening to, to Flurry or Gustafson, but definitely would love to see you get uh, some ice time up there as well at some point here. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's You never wish that upon anybody, it's fair, like injuries and whatnot, but it's kind of part of the game, and it, it is what it is. So, yeah, I always got to stay ready and stay prepared. Let's get into our, uh, our next ad read here at uh, – we all know what time it is. It's about that uh, that three o'clock feeling rolling around. It's too too late for lunch, too early for dinner, but that growling in your stomach needs an answer. Uh, when it calls, reach for Righteous Felon Beef Jerky. Use promo code OCSN for 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Uh, our boys with the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones absolutely love them. Um, I'm going to be putting in an order here early next week once we get through the, the holidays and into the new year here. Um, but yeah, promo code OCSN for 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Jesse Bell, uh, Kaylin Addison is doing well this season with Minnesota Wild. What's it like playing with such a determined guy? 
Yes. Sorry, that's a question for me? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. a question from our our audience watching live. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Jesse. Yeah. uh, I was with uh, the team last year. Addie was uh, obviously a staple on her back, and uh, that guy's as cool as a cucumber. Like, uh, nothing phases him. He's just, uh, like you said, super determined, but also, like, super relaxed and just – Talk about a guy who has ice in his veins. Like he's he's uh, he's been awesome, and it continues to prove like uh, prove that up there too, right? Like he's always once they have a, a knack or a little chip on his shoulder, but undersized in the uh, eyes of pro hockey, but uses his smarts and his calm demeanor to make plays and and raise everybody that he plays with levels even higher. So it's. Super good to see Addy doing well and continue to do well. And yeah, it's, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. That's got to impact your game as well. Knowing that he's going to be calm and composed out there probably helps you relax and settle in a little bit more as well. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. That. And like, you know, he's going to make plays and and help you out offensively and even defensively as well. But uh, knowing that you got guys that can put the puck in that for you, if it maybe, one or two sneak by, you know, they, they give you a chance to, to go and score uh, some goals. But, yeah, it's just a steady influence back there. So another question from the audience uh, from David is, favorite pre- or post-game meal? Oh, good question. Um, pre-game meal is always usually typically the same, like chicken parmesan, um, good pasta dish. And post-game meal, um, we actually get that provided by the team now, which is huge. Um, so there's always a, a different, I don't know, dishes every every other day. Um, but I think the best ones are like steak, steak and sweet potatoes. Big steak guy, Midwest guy, you know, steak and potatoes type of thing. So it's good. Definitely. I know, I know I'd love a, a post-game steak. Yeah. <laughs> every Do you want to read that one again? Say again, sorry? You want to read that one? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Jesse says, thanks for coming on, Zane. You're an absolute beaut. Keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Takes one to no one, so appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I mean, we got to pay another bill. Um, go to www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E. And check out all of our other podcasts, articles, and more. Um, we have an NHL league-wide um, podcast called um, – oh, my God, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> And then we also have a Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Um, we have a Rangers podcast. I think he's actually all in New York now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ice Cold Takes. Um, we have a lot of podcasts and, and more coming on and articles every day. So, yeah, we're doing well. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And then Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com and check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. They are in the Philadelphia area. So, Zane, if you ever come back go to Neshaminy Creek. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we know where to go. <laughs> um, so this is like one of my questions. Growing up, who are some of the goaltenders that you're modeling your game after today? Oh, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, growing up, didn't really have too many goalie coaches in northern Minnesota. So yeah, I would always watch um, anybody I could on TV. The two that stand out from college would have been like playing at the University of North Dakota um jordan parisi zach's brother was a goalie there um and then jp lamro liked watching those two guys and then 
Uh, as far as pro, Ryan Miller and then Cam Ward, when he kind of broke on his scene, those were those were two guys that I really, I don't know, had a liking to or really uh, kind of gravita- gravitated to. So I'd say those were yeah, two college and then two, uh, two pro guys. Did you ever get to uh, meet or play with or against uh, either of those guys as well? Um, never actually played against, um, actually I might have played Cam Ward. Um, I'm trying to think maybe my third start in Carolina, I, uh, against Carolina, um, when I was up at Boston, I think we actually did go toe to toe. Yeah. Ryan Miller. No, I have not though. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to see if maybe you had gotten a chance to, to meet or play against those guys at all. As, yeah. as, soon, as soon as you said Cam Ward, Dan looked at me. I, I'm very much a goalie person. I love, I just, it, goaltending is just mesmerizing to me, but um, uh, just Cam Ward is definitely, he's, he's up there in the top 10. Yeah, no, he's, he's a superstar. And yeah, you look at those teams they had and yeah, he's, been big pillar of their success too so that was uh yeah he's a stud all right one more read here we got uh i think uh visit www.norsebeards.com uh enter promo code ocs for 25 percent off your norse beards products uh, so zane your goaltending journey has kind of taken you all over the world there was the, the brief stint in the khl a couple years ago um six AHL teams in the past eight seasons. What kind of a a mental toll does it take with such tight competition for so few roster spots? And uh, how do you overcome that kind of adversity? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. There's obviously a lot of variables that kind of go into that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got done playing in, uh, in Providence and Boston system, Um, spread my wings a little bit and then uh, went to Vancouver and, yeah, I just uh, got traded at the deadline. So there's a lot of moving parts. And I think, yeah, over the course of each season, you, you learn and pick up on some new things. And you always try and improve every day. And it's definitely been, yeah, mental toll as far as uh, yeah, bouncing around. Um, but in the same respect, too, I'm <laughs> just grateful that uh, I got to experience all those places, meet a lot of good people, a lot of great teammates, and then not only that, too, like, uh, I don't know, pretty resilient in the fact that, like, now, now nothing really faces me too much in the respect of, hey, can't get too far ahead, can't look back, uh, what could have been uh, too much. You just got to be here and present for the most part and just where your feet are. So it's been a, a humbling journey in that respect, but also um, – Super cool and super, super fortunate for, for all the places I've been. Now, with your stint over in the KHL, like what major differences are there between being a goalie in America compared to being overseas? Because I, yeah. know, I know there's differences. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of differences. Well, yeah, it's kind of a unique situation with over here with the COVID, the taxi squad, all that stuff. So, um yeah, just went over there and found that it was yeah different type of hockey in the sense where very similar uh, as far as skill wise, as far as um, how the play developed. Um, obviously, the ice sheet in the KHL is is relatively close to NHL size. Some teams and 
some places had a bigger ice sheet or different uh, dimensions, but that was relatively the same. But uh, a lot of good skilled players there. Like uh, I think it's definitely a great league uh, as far as like the power play, special teams, stuff like that. There's guys who can who can move the puck and obviously shoot the puck really well. And then some some differences as far as uh, as far as the gear. Uh, some goalies, you know, there's no restrictions over there so some guys looked a little bit bigger than others uh <laughs> and definitely maybe uh put a couple pads in there uh and added some extra padding here and there but uh yeah for the most part very similar um but just the way of life right like um you got now a greater respect for for the kids that come over from europe and russia that come over here because kind of the, the shoes on the other foot. And I went over there and was a little bit more uncomfortable than, than I thought because yeah, different way of life, different food, different language, right? Like it just a lot of different variables that go into it. So I think off ice was more of a, um, not a shock, but a more of a um, kind of different, uh, different feeling than, than being on the ice. How is your Russian? Did you have to pick up some of that along the way too? Uh, yeah, I picked up a little bit. I, I just had a cup of coffee there basically, right? Like I was only there for, for five, six games. So um, didn't didn't learn too much, but yeah, uh, learned a couple of things. Maybe maybe stuff that can't be repeated on the, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, we, we appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah. Um, let's see where are we at here. Um, and you played with some some pretty well known names uh, in the AHL and the NHL guys: Tommy Cross, Johnny Brodzinski, Alex Lyons, Zach Ronaldo. Um, who would you say uh, is a, a teammate that you've played with that has had the biggest impact on you, uh, just as a, a locker room presence? Yeah, I think. Um, well, shoot, I've been pretty fortunate. All the goalie partners I've had have have been rock solid. I've had a great relationship with them, and then. Yeah, they've gone on to, to play a lot of games. Uh, NHL and American League as well. Subi was there. Played with Bennington, uh, Vladder. All those guys I've been been goalie partners with, which have been great. And, uh, yeah, I think that relationship I've had with all those guys uh, has been has been instrumental. I mean, I can honestly say I've had great relationships with all my goalie partners. Um, so I think that's been super nice for my career and I've uh, been super fortunate in that regard. Um, Tommy Cross, especially my first, cause I was with him my first couple of years of pro hockey and yeah, seeing that guy coming to work every day and uh, just seeing his kind of aura and, you know, just his presence, right? Like he's a, he's a big dude, but not only that, he, uh, when he says something, it carries a little bit more weight too, just the way, the way he, he handles himself. So um, and then obviously being up with Boston a little bit too, you see big Z up there, and, uh, just see what he's done in his career and the way he handles himself, Bergy, Marshawn, like they're obviously completely different characters, I guess. Right. Uh, as far as on the ice, but at the core, they're, they're unbelievable people. And that was cool to see firsthand, like those guys coming to work every day and, and what they bring. So, I think that's when I was more malleable was when my younger years and in, in seeing those guys. Yeah. How would you say your time with uh, Boston and with Providence has shaped your uh, professional hockey career? Yeah. Um, man, 
they're great organization, great people. Like I think, yeah, we'd love to obviously been back with them. Um, just the way of the road and we, we went our separate ways, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely shaped my way. I came from, uh, the furthest place I played would have been two hours in Fargo from uh, my hometown. Right. So then I signed my first pro deal and moved away from family and just had uh, a couple of seven of us uh, rookies my first year and just had my new family there and a lot of changes, a lot of, a lot of news and first when I played in Providence and in Boston, they yeah, had a lot of good memories. Uh, but also, yeah, shaped me for, for, for the better and you know learned a, learned a lot of things some the hard way some some uh, just learned on my own but yeah a lot of good times at what point in your uh, professional hockey journey I guess if we, if we want to call it that way did it go from being the the younger player who's looking up at these guys for the kind of that model of how to be a professional to having some of the younger players who are looking up to you yeah uh, shoot <laughs> I don't know. Um, I still think I get, yeah, like I like to be the younger guy learning, obviously. Like, uh, but yeah, it probably happened. I think when I signed with Vancouver, it would have been, yeah, year five pro hockey, right? They had Mikey DiPietro coming up, myself, and then Richard Bachman in the American League. And yeah, that was maybe the year where, yeah, a little bit more mentorship, but also being a steady presence too. Um, maybe that was my my first little taste of it. But yeah, I think that's that's probably when it when it took place. Yeah, I mean, when you were in Lehigh, I felt very fortunate during that COVID season to be able to see at least you know you and and Lion guide some of the younger goaltenders and some of the younger kids on the team. I mean, it was. A weird season I know we can all agree on that but um it was really just it was neat to see because he was constantly back and forth I think he was only down there five games you were there holding it up with, with Sandstrom and it was I, I think you you played a pretty big part in Sandy's development yeah yeah I mean usually they they try to have one you have one veteran and then another young buck coming through the ranks but yeah just try to try to do my, do my part and obviously help the team. And I think, yeah, when you have an older guy and the younger guy can, you can take notes and learn. And it's one thing to be a rah-rah like cheerleader, but it's another thing to, to be in the mix and to, to lead by example. So I've kind of tried to do that throughout my career. And yeah, I really had a good time with, with Sandstrom and yeah, he's doing well now and he's been up a good majority of the time. So that's been great to see. And, yeah, as far as Lions too, like he's been great as well. And I think it was good for the younger guys to see how we come to work and how we uh, try to bring it every day. Yeah, yeah Sandy. Of those, oh, go ahead. You're going you're gonna to talk Sandy. I'm gonna, I was going to move on. Go ahead. <laughs> Sandy, uh, Sandy's definitely going to have to hold it down in Philly right now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he's capable of it too. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, speaking of those those younger goaltenders that you're working with, uh, Jesper Wallstedt, uh, who the Wild drafted uh, just a couple of years ago here, uh, finally coming over stateside as well. What has it been like uh, working with him, and what can Iowa Wild and uh, Minnesota Wild fans get excited about with his game? 
yeah, it's been great. Um, being with Wally, he's definitely, it's definitely been awesome. He's uh, obviously a great dude and obviously a great goalie too. He's got some pedigree and yeah, you look at his resume already. It's, uh, it's fairly, fairly full as far as like, uh, things you can check off the list. Um, it's a little different as far as the, the pro game over here compared to the pro game in Sweden. So I think it's taken a little bit to adjust to that. But uh, he's had a great attitude and um, brings a good presence to him in net. And, uh, yeah, bigger dude who obviously stops a lot of pucks. So it's been fun to see where he's, I don't know, where he started as in the preseason to where he's at now. And, yeah, what could what could happen in the future? For sure. Um so down to our, our last question here. Um, what advice do you have for kids that are goaltenders looking to go pro or even kids that are just looking to be goaltenders, the, the young guns? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a great question. I don't really have the, the magic answer, I guess. I think what it boils down to is uh, like what you put into it, you're going to get out, right? Like I, uh, growing up, I always tried to be at the rink and, uh really enjoyed when I was in net like just having fun and working my butt off and trying to stop every single puck right and uh I think that carried over into the games when I uh when I we'd go in there and that's when you you play for something right they they keep score so that's when it uh it counts so yeah I just enjoyed being the guy and being a part of a team and being in an influential position um, on the team. And uh, I think for any kid that's playing the position, like there'll, there'll be adversity, there'll be stuff that, uh, that happens, but yeah, you know, you, you, you can be resilient and you can gain knowledge and, and continue to improve every day, uh, but also enjoy the grind or enjoy those hard times too, because that uh, makes it all that, that much better when things do go well for you. And, uh, things are, are, are different on the other foot because yeah, it makes those, those successes, those little wins that much better. Awesome. Well, Zane, I think that's probably a, a good place for us to uh, leave it for today. So uh, we'll say good luck tomorrow night against Colorado <laughs> and uh, good luck the rest of the season here as well. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you guys for having me. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. If you want to stick around for a couple more minutes here, we'll walk you through what we've got for uh, after the show. Um, But that is it for today's episode of American Beauties. Once again, thank you so much to our guest, Zane McIntyre. Thank you as well to our sponsors, Righteous Felon, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company, Norse Beards, uh, Sterling Pig Brewery, Candidates, the Old City Sports Network, and Fanatics. Uh, We'll be back next week with more AHL content, so stay tuned to Twitter for updates there. Uh, Until then, for Zane McIntyre and Sam Wismer, I'm Dan Bradley. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Bye, guys.